Hey everybody, how you doing? This is MJ. I love Tokusatsu, and right now I want to talk about Common Rider 01, episode 28. Sorry for covering up the screen right there. Uh, I am, uh, if you're watching the video version of this, I want you to let me know what do you think about the uh, quality of the audio and the fluidity of the video. Is thing, are things moving around too much? Maybe I should have saved that for the end, but I'm asking it here. Anyway, uh, as well, let me know if uh, there's been any dip in the audio in recent quality if you're a podcast-only, audio podcast-only listener because uh, I'm doing something different. Uh, it's warm, so I'm getting outside more, and I'm walking more because I'm a human, not a machine. And uh, anyway, I guess that leads us into talking about Common Rider Zero One. First of all, I want to talk about the new stuff, so let's go over to... I guess really the most new stuff is the fact that uh, we've got a fighting jackal on the team now. I mean, uh, on the team, whose team is she on? Yua Yaiba, Yaiba Yua. Uh, she's not wearing her uh, proper belt. Instead, she's using this uh, Raid Riser. Do I want to call it like a prototype? Um, I guess I'm going to call it like the first production model Raid Riser with this uh, jackal in it. Um, well, a jackal, I was going to say, it's a mythical creature. It's a real animal. Uh, are jackals extinct? I don't even know that anymore. Or I don't know that I've ever known that. Are jackals purely mythological, or were they real dogs in Egypt? I don't know. Anyway, regardless, she's got a sweet-looking new suit. Um, at first, I was really disappointed because I thought, oh, man, Yaiba Yua, she's being done dirty. She is being taken down a notch, and she's being turned into something that... Uh, you know, she shouldn't be, and I don't know why I thought that her becoming a Raid Riser was going to be a problem, uh, like as far as, like, a, a demotion for her as a character, because, if you think about it, the Raid Risers are actually more powerful than the, uh, standard, um, you know, Magir, and they require more powerful riders to defeat them. I think, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, Thouser was able to defeat them from Go, but he had, uh, you know, been engineering everything, orchestrating everything, so that he would look like the hero, he would look like the, uh, you know, best guy, <laughs> Guy Matsu, that's right, uh, but so that he would uh, come out on top in the battle between uh, Zaya and uh, Hedon, and, you know, he did a pretty good job of orchestrating things that way, but getting back to the point, Yaiba Yu is not giving up power in using the Raid Riser suit, uh, in using uh, this Jackal power um, or equipment, uh, she's in fact uh, seizing more power. However, underlying all that, if you just take a step back, she is compromising her morals. She's, well, we don't really know what her morals are, but she seems to have morals similar to Isamafu and uh, Aruto Hedon. And she seems to be compromising those uh, in order to achieve some goal. We don't know what her goal is. Maybe her immediate goal is to just stay alive so she can do the thing afterwards. And maybe that thing uh, will be worthwhile and maybe we'll be proud of her for what she's done uh, by the end of the show. But we just don't know. Uh, I got to say, that suit in action is beautiful. Uh, over on my Twitter, uh, I think it's MJ underscore scribe. I don't know. I don't read it myself. I mean, I just post stuff on there, so anyway, I think I'm MJ underscore, MJ underscore scribe. Um, I made a little video uh, and put it on there. It's like eight seconds long. It's uh, the conclusion of her fight with the Magir, uh, who's a dodo, sadly, um, uh, which is a, oh man, what's he called? MC Check It Out? Um, yeah, MC Check It Out uh, was a really cool character. 
in this episode. I don't want to ignore him, uh, but I did think it was important to talk about Yabiyua, um and her, you know, new jackal suit or whatever. But yeah, he became a like an improved like a Dodo 2.0. They're probably like what four versions of Dodo altogether. Anyway, he became a Dodo like 2.0 after uh, losing the debate against uh, you know this crooked, corrupt politician. Uh, it was really cool. I liked his actor. Very charismatic. Um, in the back of my mind, being an American and, uh, like, knowing the, uh, you know, racist history of America and then thinking about how racist the Japanese are, and I know that was a little racist of me to say the Japanese as a class are all, you know, racist, but, you know, racism exists over there. However, there are, uh, expats and, uh, like the guy, uh, Oh, I can't remember his name, but he was really cool. He was in um, Lupot. He was in Lupot? Yeah, he was in Lupot. He was the t- hilltop. Um, you know, that guy was dope. Uh, he talks about his work as a, uh, a children's... He did an interview with Vice. And uh, Aleph on, on um, Laser and he's, uh linked to it. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe I'll find the link to it and throw it in my show notes somewhere. Anyway, um, he talked about the fact that he's like a... He's like Blippy or one of these like children's, uh, gosh, I, I can't like Lamb Chop, the lady on Lamb Chop. He's like one of those characters on a TV show and he's been doing that for some years in Japan. And he's like, hey, I want to normalize, you know, black people uh, so that these Japanese kids grow up with like a friendly, you know, a black person on TV who they see as a person, not as like some weird, you know, gaijin foreigner, you know, <laughs> but like as someone they can relate to and as someone they can understand and like that's cool but anyway so this guy had he didn't have, I'm not saying he had a similar vibe um, but he had a lot of charisma a lot of charm oh but in the back of my mind seeing him go crazy the way he did just uh, it felt like oh this is a, like a racist stereotype but then again they were straight out the politicians working with Zaya were straight out calling the human gears subhuman which Technically, they are, but, you know, I also don't think they are because I think they have heart and soul, like MC Check It Out rapped about in his song, um, which, that was fun. Anyway, uh, yeah, I just, uh, so maybe it's just they're, like, really leaning into the uh, allegory of racism by including, you know, somebody who's marginalized and who has had racist attacks, you know, someone from a class of people who's had racist attacks lobbied against him, you know, in different countries, obviously, uh, you know, in the parts in Africa where black people are in charge, I'm sure they're not. Well, that's not true. There are, you know, Mexicans who are racist against Mexicans because they're, you know, more Mexican Indian. And people always find ways to divide themselves from each other and cause more, uh, you know, or cause less discord, or more discord, less harmony. People always find ways to uh, cause less harmony. Uh, between each other, even inside racial groups, and I don't want to talk about all that crap, because that doesn't really matter, it's not the point. Uh, point is, he was a fun, charismatic character, I enjoyed seeing him do what he did, and um, I like what it serves for the overall plot, because it sure looks like Zaya is going to be victorious in gaining public opinion, um, and getting the human gears shut down, uh, I, I mean, I don't see how they're going to recover from this, and how uh, Heden is, is going to win the contest uh i think their goose is cooked and it'll be really interesting to see what happens if the villain actually wins i mean if you think about it if everything's been going according to matsu guy's plans so far he's winning already he's been winning and uh yeah it'll be interesting to see exactly what the consequences are of him actually winning throughout and then there's stuff like the whole thing with fula having a chip in his head and 
man, I, the way showing that that revelation and the way everything was shot going back now, I can see him potentially being this other character because of this chip in his head. But does that mean that's the deal with Yaiba Yua too? Yeah, she's some sort of, you know, like oppressed human. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of Suicide Squad. Does she have like a bomb in her head and uh, Zaya will kill her if, or uh, not Zaya, but Guy will do something evil like kill her if she doesn't do what he wants? Can he just hack her and make her do what he wants anyway? Uh, has she been hacked this whole time? Uh, is Fu the only one who's like that? And I mean, I don't want to do spoilers, but there's scans of a new character and uh, I don't know. I. I I don't know how they're going to do that with Fu because I didn't think that Fu was going to turn out to be this other member of Metsubo Jinrai who's been, uh, you know, revealed in the uh, scans, but or whatever uh, promotional material. But if he does turn out to be, that'll be an interesting turn. Um, real quick, wrapping up, I really liked Hirobi. Did Hiro does Hirobi's suit look different? Because this is the best his suit has ever looked. I don't know if it's just because they showed him like indirect sunlight <laughs> as opposed to cloaking him in shadows. Uh, but I really like that. Uh, one last thing I'll say about this episode is the scene outside where, uh, well, there was just one really cool shot when, um, when Yaibu was fighting, uh, check it out. And, um, then, uh, <laughs> Aruto went on, squared off against, uh, against, um, Guy, uh, and he attacked him and, you know, Guy manipulated the whole scene so that he could, like, make his tech look even better, which was, I thought was pretty cool, but, um, you know, very crafty. The guy's a jerk, but he's, you know, a, he's a jerk well. Anyway, uh, this is a really neat shot where the two of them are fighting in the background, um, the raider and, uh, the magir, and then you've got, uh... Amatsu guy in between them and Aruto and Aruto's back is to us and it's just interesting to see you know these four writers and these four different types of writers all in one shot in this show and uh, I just thought that was kind of interesting it was a neat shot the way it was multi-leveled and layered and everything like that and anyway I thought that was interesting so I'm really curious as to where the show's going to go this uh, you know slightly boring slightly repetitive arc that had like some good things to say about the show and about the themes uh, has just exploded and I am very interested to see what the heck's going to happen next episode and if Amatsu guy wins I, I've seen on Twitter uh, Toku Twitter uh, which I'm only you know seeing a slice of it people are like really mad that Amatsu guy is the villain and he's like a really bad villain and he's doing bad things but like weren't like during Forza people were crying or like hating on the show because the villains weren't winning enough and they're like you know cancer isn't enough there needs to be more than that and if you don't know what i'm referring to then you got to go watch forza because it's a great show anyway um but i mean it's probably a different crop of people uh forza happened a long time ago like what is that already like <laughs> like eight years ago that forza happened anyway so it's a different crowd but uh it's just interesting how things uh change but, like, yeah, we want our villains to be bad and evil. And, like, they can have cool suits and cool powers and whatever. But, like, ultimately, we should want them to be bad and morally wrong so that our heroes can defeat them. Or, better yet, like, help them to redeem themselves and reform how they live. Right? That's where I come from, anyway. Anyway, uh, let me see. Is there anything else I wanted? Oh, so this episode was uh, written by Yu Takahashi. I forgot to mention that. Uh, according to a translation... The, episode, the title is uh, My Rap Changes the World, and uh, Teruaki Sugihara was the director. I know he's done other stuff. I didn't, I mean, other than, well, no, that's not true. Uh, Yuya's, uh, Yuya's fight uh, as the jackal was amazing, so uh, I guess compliments to the director on that. Uh, what else do I have to say? I don't have nothing else to say, man. 
I ain't got to say nothing. I'm out of here. Goodbye. Okay, I thought I was done, but I'm actually back because uh, the format of this, of uh, the way I'm recording these things now, makes it easier for me to promote my artwork uh, and the stuff I'm putting up on Redbubble. So you can see right now on the screen, if you're looking at it, uh, some of my stuff. I have a collection of, I have a Spider-Man thing, a Star Wars thing, I mean a um, galactic conflict thing, and then a uh, super, uh, you know, Tokusatsu-inspired stuff. And I'm going to scroll through and uh, let you see some of the stuff. I'm going to go to the, the Toku stuff, because, you know, this is a Tokusatsu show, and I have a Kamen Rider, uh, specifically a Kamen Rider themed design. Although, you know, if you're looking, you can see the other things I've designed as well. Oh, there's Luke. Come on, where's my right? Ah, there we go. Yes. Look at my... I made this Alligator Rider for, like, Toku Timber in... Maybe 2018, and uh, or was, no, I think it was 2019 actually. Um, and I decided to use it in a design here. I think it's pretty cool. You can get her on a dress if you want. I think that's kind of neat. Um, so yeah, and I have other designs up on Redbubble uh, in addition to um, all the other stuff I do, which uh, I will tell you about now in my ending spiel. MJ Loves Toku can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Check out mjmunoz.com for more uh, my other review series, another writer cast, where I talk about uh, all the common uh, writer debuts from um, Kuga to Zio, uh, King of Hearts, Queen of Stars, where I talk about Mobile Fighter G Gundam, Going Ultra, where I discuss Ultraman, and Swinging Through Comics, where I talk about comics. Uh, I've done a wide range. Well, it's mostly Marvel, but I've worked in uh, the Skullman manga, and I'll do other Ishinomori stuff in the future because I just like his stuff so much. I also have writing projects over there on uh, mjmunoz.com. Um, I haven't been writing as much there and publishing it there because I'm actually working with a uh, professional person in the book world to get a children's book published right now. So anyway, I might throw little, you know, little tiny stories up there every now and then, but you can check those out there. Uh, if you love what I do and want to support me, you can go to my coffee and Red Bull uh, accounts, pages, whatever. Um, relevant links are below. If you had a good time, like, share, and leave a comment. Tell me what you're thinking about the show so far. Tell me if you... Uh, are liking the development of Amatsu Guy as this villain, and if you like the fact that the guy's winning, and uh, where do you think the show's going to go from there? Uh, okay, and then uh, you can subscribe to me at Bell to keep uh, current with weekly Zero One reviews, and remember, you don't have to shout Henshin to be a hero.